Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This is the Tom Hartman Program. But I want to start off with a rant that kind of follows a piece that I published over at TomHartman.Medium.com this morning, where I'm posting most of my writing now. It's about how basically everybody's talking about the FBI is trying to track down the people who were in the Capitol and, you know, we hey, we just busted this guy and here, where's this guy and all that. And that's all well and good. And I think it's actually very, very important. If people are not held accountable for what they did, they'll do it again. I mean, this is why we have laws. It's why you put bank robbers in jail because you don't want them to rob more banks. I mean, it's just, this is not rocket science. But the principal media narrative that I'm getting and that I caught on the weekend shows and things like that was that this is a bunch of, quote, right wing crazies, end quote. And I want to get into this a little bit. I think that what they're missing, what we're all missing, frankly, and the biggest story here that the media is completely ignoring because they have some complicity in this is why did these people show up in Washington, D.C.? And no, I'm not talking about Ginny Thomas, Clarence Thomas's wife, whose organization apparently paid for like 80 bus loads, or Charlie Kirk, the young right-wing guy who helped fund these buses to bring people into the cap. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about all the press. But just engage in a thought exercise with me for a moment. Just you and me. Imagine this. Try to put yourself in this future world four years down the road. Kamala Harris is running for president. Joe Biden has said, okay, you know, I'm 80 years old. I'm going to retire. Kamala Harris, my vice president, she's done a great job. She's going to run for president. You know, sort of like Lyndon Johnson saying, no, I'm not going to run for a second term. I'm going to let Hubert Humphrey do it. Kamala Harris runs. And on the Republican side, it's Tom Cotton, Senator Tom Cotton. And, you know, it's November. It's the day after the election. And CNN and Fox News are congratulating Tom Cotton on his victory Secretaries of state from from all over the country, but in particular from a half a dozen swing states, are all reporting that Tom Cotton carried their states, even even states that are typically voting Democratic. Tom Cotton carried those states, states that went for Joe Biden in a big way back in 2000. We're in 2024 right now. But on MSNBC, the commentators and the reporters are talking about election irregularities in those states. Kamala Harris's victory, they're saying, was stolen from her 
by operatives and sleazoids in these states who are flipping votes, hiding ballots, stuffing ballot boxes, manipulating electronic voting machines, and they have the evidence. They have video, they have witnesses, and it's not just that. You've got more than half, 57% of the Democrats in the U.S. House of Representatives are agreeing with this and saying, yeah, it sure looks to me like this election was stolen by Tom Cotton and that Kamala Harris actually won. 57% of the Democrats are saying that. More than a dozen Democratic senators being led by Chuck Schumer are saying the election, the 2024 election, was stolen from Kamala Harris by Tom Cotton, or might have been. We need to investigate this in the House and Senate. We need to pass legislation. Before we even certify Tom Cotton as president, we need to pass legislation investigating this. And maybe we shouldn't even certify him as president. And while the New York Times and the Washington Post are congratulating Tom Cotton on winning and saying that when Joe Biden and Kamala Harris say the election was stolen from them, that they're lying, the progressive websites, The Guardian, The Daily Kos, The Democratic Underground, uh, Raw Story, Alternate, Common Dreams, Op-Ed News, all the rest of them, they're all laying out chapter and verse of how Kamala Harris's presidency was stolen from her by Republican operatives in a half a dozen swing states. And the billionaire donors who were behind that theft. Billionaire Republican donors who helped Tom Cotton steal the election. You turn to Facebook where you've just been reading about your friends and family and keeping in touch with the Aunt Sally. And suddenly you're seeing, because of the Facebook algorithm, you're seeing the few friends that you thought were rational, politically rational, saying, oh my God, the Republicans stole the election. Kamala Harris is supposed to be president, but Tom Cotton is about to be inaugurated. We got to do something. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute. All these people are saying this? You go to Twitter. And because of that platform's algorithm, suddenly your Twitter feed is filled with people saying the Republicans stole the election. And this horrible truth dawns on you. As pretty much every news source that you trust is telling you that the election was stolen by the Republicans, by Tom Cotton, Kamala Harris is the rightful president of the United States, but she's not going to be sworn in. Something terrible is going on. Even the New York Times and the Washington Post are quoting Democratic senators like Chuck Schumer and the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, as saying, yeah, this was a stolen election, or most likely, or maybe. In fact, it's a coup attempt. It's an attempt to utterly destroy America. Done by a bunch of bought-off Republicans who are, want to put Tom Cotton in the White House. And the fact that he's not the legitimate winner is now, to you, becoming obvious. And our country is in danger. That's obvious to you. So what do you do? I mean, in 1860, when traitors tried to seize America, good Americans took up arms. In 1776, when the British locked down Boston, the people of Boston committed a million-dollar act of vandalism, the Boston Tea Party, and then declared war. We took up arms in 1776. We celebrate that every year on the 4th of July. You drive home, and the talk show host that you regularly listen to, say, it's me, is saying, this election was stolen from Kamala Harris by Republicans and Tom Cotton. This is a coup. We've got to do something. 
you know, the majority of the Democrats in Congress are saying the same thing. What do you do? Isn't fighting back, isn't saving the nation your patriotic duty? Now, I'm not saying this to give any kind of excuse at all to the people who committed vandalism and broke into the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. I'm saying this to point out that without Republican members of Congress like Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley, without Democratic members of Congress from Kevin McCarthy on down, without Fox News and One America News and and, uh, Newsmax and the other right-wing television networks, literally hundreds of right-wing radio talk show hosts across the country, and without the algorithms of Facebook and Twitter, absolutely convincing many of the people in this country, the majority of Republicans now, something like 80% of Republicans, 46%, I believe, of Americans overall, convincing them that the election was stolen by Biden, that those are the real villains. They're the ones who need to be held to account also. Obviously, people who broke into the Capitol need to go to jail. But they're just the tip of the iceberg. There's this whole movement. And what created that movement? These politicians and this media infrastructure. And they need to be held accountable. What say you? This is the Tom Hartman Program. Make no mistake, these guys who attacked the Capitol, some of them were absolutely bent from ever, all the reporting that we can see and their own social media on, at the very least, this was like a repeat of the dry run that they did in Michigan with Gretchen Whitmer of kidnapping Nancy Pelosi, Mike Pence, Chuck Schumer, Maybe Mitch McConnell, I don't know. Mitch McConnell has done a good job of kind of staying out of the way of all of this by just letting the conspiracy theories roll and not pushing back on them. But certainly Speaker Pelosi and Mike Pence, there were people ready to kill. There were people ready to kidnap. They had a gallows outside. There were people ready to hold a mock trial. They planned to do all this in Michigan. They planned to do all this in D.C. Lynn Wood one of Trump's lawyers, a pro-Trump lawyer, he's no longer one of Trump's lawyers, he tweeted, get the firing squads ready, Pence goes first. Now, if this mob had killed even one, or captured even one member of Congress, which was clearly the mission that some of them were committed to, then the law would have allowed Donald Trump to suspend habeas corpus like Abraham Lincoln did during the Civil War. And when a president suspends habeas corpus, habeas corpus means you have the right to face your accuser, you have a right to a trial, you have a right, you have rights, basically. When you suspend habeas corpus, the president can simply arrest anybody he wants, say this person is an enemy of the state, put them in prison with no trial which is what Lincoln did during the Civil War, but we were in a civil war. But Article 1, Section 9 of our Constitution says, and I quote, this is from the Constitution of the United States, the privilege of the writ of habeas corpus shall not be suspended unless 
when in cases of rebellion or invasion, the public safety may require it. And if Trump had declared a suspension of habeas corpus, that could have been it. A reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer, Julia Tarosos, tweeted, quoting a guy who was in the protests, in the riots, in the insurrection on January 6th. He said, we wait for civil war. It will be next. You have to prepare for the worst and the worst will come because the left is pushing it. Mo Brooks, Ginny Thomas, the wife of the Supreme Court Justice, Rudy Giuliani. In the opinion of many commentators, uh, in particular, a, a really good commentary that David K. Johnston wrote for uh, Raw Story, clearly violated the federal law against seditious conspiracy, he writes. This is the law. Quote, I'm going to cut out some of the redundant language here and shorten this just a little bit, but this is the law. I'm, every single word is from the law about sedition. If two or more persons in any state or territory conspire to overthrow, put down, or to destroy by force the government of the United States, or by force to prevent, hinder, or delay the execution of any law of the United States, that would include the election, right? or by force to seize, take, or possess any property of the United States contrary to the authority thereof, like seizing the capital. They shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 20 years or both. Seditious conspiracy. That is what these people did, what Mo Brooks did, what Donald Trump did, what Rudy Giuliani did, what Ginny Thomas did before this seditious mob, these, these, these traitorous mob marched on the White House. Mo Brooks, in his speech, said, Today is the day American patriots start taking names and kicking ass. Jim Clyburn talked about how they knew where his private office was. No name on the door. They went right there. They were looking for a member of Congress they could kill or capture so that Donald Trump could invoke a suspension of habeas corpus and the storm would come. This phrase from that bizarre conspiracy movement that they've been expecting something's going to happen that's going to allow Donald Trump to seize complete control of America. That would have been it. And now we find that we've got cops and firefighters and state lawmakers and combat veterans who were among the people storming the Capitol. And that this bizarre conspiracy that is being fed by right-wing talk radio, Fox News, and the marginal right-wing networks, and over half the Republicans in the House of Representatives and a dozen Republican senators. We have to have absolute accountability, and it can't just be the small fish who showed up in the Capitol. It's got to be the big fish who put them there. So I have been laying out my argument that while it's important, vital, to be focusing on people who stormed the Capitol, these people who committed treason and attempted revolution, basically, not just sedition, but treason against the United States of America, that most of them would not be there, many of them would not be there were it not for them being whipped up 
over four years by big lies from Donald Trump and continuing lies from at least a dozen Republican members of the Senate and over 140 members, Republican members of the House of Representatives and an entire right wing media echo chamber and infrastructure that has convinced many of these people that the election was, in fact, stolen from them. And there's a variety of things that are animating them, although the changing of America, the election of a black vice president for the first time clearly is a big piece of that. I wanted to get one of the people whose insights and thoughts into these kinds of matters that have to do with nature and fate and future of America, I most respect. Joe Madison, Joe Madison, the Black Eagle. His uh, program is on Sirius XM on the Urban View Channel 126 from 6 to 10 a.m. every morning. If you don't listen to Joe, he's really worth checking out. It's so 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. He's also a civil and human rights activist. JoeMadison.com is his website. His Twitter handle is Madison Sirius XM. And Joe, welcome back to the program. It's great talking with you. Now, thank you, Tom. And everything you said is absolutely right. I've been listening. You are right on target. There's nothing you have said, nothing that you've said is a lie. Many of the uh, folks in our profession who have been spreading often the big and little lies. It's really grim, Joe. And my listeners have, have been, in fact, we, I keep putting out the number for Congress, 202-224-3121. Call your elected representatives and uh, you know, express your opinion, uh, whether it's for impeachment or whatever it may be. They're weighing in loudly. What are, what are your listeners saying? What's, what's, the, what's the sense oh, well, I mean, of let's, 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 let me, what's going on? We had Benny Thompson, Congressman Benny Thompson, who uh, came on as chairman of the Homeland Security Committee. He uh, has, is now contemplating, the entire committee is, whether or not the people, two dozen and more, who have been arrested for the siege of the uh, Capitol, whether they should be on a no-fly list. I come to find out they are. Many of them are. But then he said that individuals such as Senator Hawley of Missouri, Senator Cruz of Texas, and Congresswoman uh, Boebert, if in fact they are found culpable or guilty of inciting this riot that took place, that in fact, can you imagine that these members of Congress could also be on the no-fly list? Now, that would be quite a a bit of of news, and that when it comes to the no-fly list, there are no exceptions to that policy. The other thing that he uh, announced on the show was that the Congressional Black Caucus is holding a hearing this week to look into the actions or inactions of the Capitol Hill police and other law enforcement agencies and how they handled these protesters, these rioters, compared to, and the preparation, compared to the way they prepared, quote-unquote, for the um, Black Lives Matter uh, uh, um, protest back in, in June. And they also think that there were some inside assistance on the part of these law enforcement officials up on Capitol Hill. And I have to bring up some, because this is our business, Tom, and it has been all the years we've known each other. I wish that the younger journalists 
that I listen to, you listen to, we watch on TV. I wish that they would do their homework and quit saying, oh, this never happened to us. This never happened before. I saw in some of these cable news shows where the reporters were attacked. You know, they feared for their lives, and, and they said, we've never seen this happen. When in reality, people, please, do your homework. Um, this is exactly what happened, uh, particularly during the Civil Rights Movement. My goodness, mm -hmm. reporters were attacked in southern states when they tried to cover the various trials. For example, Little Rock, Arkansas, Little Rock 9. There are documentary films of reporters being attacked, photographers being attacked. He's no longer with us, Simeon Booker, who was the outstanding journalist for Ebony Magazine. He told me once, and it's also written in his memoirs, that he had to carry a Bible instead of a reporter's notebook, Tom, to pretend to be a minister or the mob would, in fact, attack him. I've also pointed out the fact that people in our industry, I am not letting right-wing talk show personalities, professionals, their management, the owners of their station, off the hook. I am absolutely not going to do it. They perpetrated the lies, and we've been on panels with them. I mean, people need to understand, we've, yeah, we've been on panels with these people where they have argued us, they accepted what Donald Trump has done, and now what we're seeing is not just what he's done as president, but now we're seeing the character of the man. We are clearly seeing the character of the man, and we talked about his character, and they accepted it. So I've said this, and it's become a quote on the show. They fed the beast, and this beast attacked them. And don't argue, I hear the music, but don't argue about demonstrators tearing down the CBS when these folks tore down the people's house. Yeah, it's like Hosea said, sow the wind, reap the whirlwind. And that's what's going on. We're talking with Joe Madison, the Black Eagle, the great talk show host on Sirius XM Channel 126 every morning, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And Joe's website is joemadison.com, spelled just like it sounds. You can tweet him at Madison Sirius XM. I'm curious, I recall Jim Clyburn talking about how they knew where he was and they were coming for him. And when I heard, and I don't recall if I heard that on your program or if I heard it someplace else. And the thought that came to my mind is that, you know, these people are planning a lynching. What do you know about this and what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, it was, uh, Jim Clyburn was on our show and he repeated it, I think, on other shows later on that morning or that day. But he pointed this out, that if you go to the Rayburn building he's in, his name is on the plaque in the office building. They were not in the congressional office building. They were in the Capitol. He has, as a whip, Jordy Whip, he has a special office. I've been in that office. Let me tell you, it is around the corner, down the stairs, up the stairs, and 
and around another corner. You cannot find that office if you're on your own. You have to be told where it is, and in many cases, to be honest, you have to be escorted to that office. And by the way, that goes for the same thing with Nancy Pelosi. I've been in her office. He is convinced that this was uh, probably inside someone he believes in the, with the Capitol Hill police, probably instructed the folks how to get there or maybe even directed the people there. Now, I don't want to suggest that all members of the Capitol Hill police were involved in this, but there's no question about it. You saw it. You saw it. You've talked about it. They were taking selfies. They removed the barriers. I had a retired General Honore. You remember him in New Orleans from Katrina. Oh, yeah disaster. And he he said when he was a three-star general, his job was to coordinate the the law enforcement officials. And it's just not the Capitol Hill police. It's a group of of law enforcement officers. And uh, one of the things he said, he said, Joe, I couldn't get my cigarette lighter (laughs) past a metal detector. But you mentioned about a lynching. You heard people say they kill my pence, kill pence. And you saw them actually had a makeshift scalpel with the noose. You know, we saw it with our own. And then you had the, the zip tie guy that they're now looking for with all of these zip ties. So what were they going to do? I think what happened in Michigan with Gretchen Whitmer, or what almost happened in Michigan with Gretchen Whitmer, and, and the siege of the Capitol building in Lansing was a dry run for this. And I fear that this a is a dry run for, for January 20th. Yeah. Joe, we were talking about the noose that was hung up outside the, the Capitol building on that scaffolding, about the fact that they tracked down Jim, Jim Clyburn's office, which is not even marked and really, really hard to find that it looks like there was inside help or at least people who knew what was going on. There were components of this invasion that were organized, well-planned, serious. And then probably around them was just a bunch of people who were true believers who've been believing Trump and believing Hawley and believing Cruz. And how do we separate these folks out? And what are your thoughts? And again, what are you hearing on your show about how we need to solve this problem. It it seems to me that until the majority of Republicans acknowledge that the election was actually real and fair, nothing's going to deal with the immediate crisis here. What do you think? Well, Tom, I think the one way you deal with particularly the internal situation with law enforcement is that you hold congressional hearings. As I pointed out, the Congressional Black Caucus is planning, I believe, Congressman Benny Thompson said sometime this week, they're going to hold hearings and bring in uh, witnesses and people that can testify to what happened, who did what. And I think the Congress acts swiftly. If you find that there were people who were liable for inciting or culpable individuals that were not doing their their duty as law enforcement officials, you don't hesitate. You get rid of them. You fire them. And to be quite candid, I think that the people have to pay the price. And I've also pointed this out. I don't know how your audience feels about this, but if there is someone you recognize and you're an employer, 
and you recognize someone who is part of that mob, I think you fire them immediately and don't let them hide behind the so-called First Amendment. I mean, you get rid of them immediately. I think that the Air Force veteran, the woman who was killed initially, no, she should not get a military funeral. No, she should not be buried in a a military cemetery. I think we just have to get serious about this. I think if you own a uh, radio station, if you are a program director, you are a manager, and you've got anybody on your airway that are anyhow trying to justify the inciting of insurrection, I think quite candidly, they shouldn't be on the air. It's not about uh, that, about free speech, because I know damn well if if I incited a riot or the beating of a police officer, quite honestly, I would be called into a a program director's uh, office or a manager's office and probably at minimum maybe suspended, but I'd be fired. If I were an advertiser, I no way that I would uh, continue to support any media outlet, because these outlets have profited from lies and disinformation. And Tom, you know, no one uses the English language better than you do. There's a difference between disinformation and misinformation. As we approach Dr. King's official birthday celebration, I always quote, I always draw attention to one of his I think one of his most profound quotes, he said that the two most dangerous things on the planet are sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Hmm. Sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. And that is exactly what we have been dealing with. And we've been on these airways telling people this for years. It's got to stop. And people have got to be real about it. I'm with you. Joe Madison. And Joe, you and I have been on the air for decades, actually. (laughs) You've been on for for even longer than I have. And I've been on for 18 years here. The Joe Madison Show. Joe, if you've never listened to Joe Madison Show, check it out. JoeMadison.com. Madison Sirius XM on Twitter. Joe, thanks so much. Sometimes Louise and I just crave a restaurant-quality dinner at home without doing all the work or driving. Well, Cook Unity is the first chef-to-you service delivering locally sourced meals from award-winning chefs right to your door every week. And it appears to be less expensive than other delivery options. Go to cookunity.com slash Hartman, the two N's, or enter the code Hartman, the two N's, before checking out for 50% off your first week. We just received our first meals from Cook Unity. And what a huge difference it is to get the best chefs in the country to bring creative, delicious meals to us and you every week. Every meal is handcrafted by chefs and made in local micro kitchens, not large production facilities. We just had the chipotle maple glazed salmon with green beans and mango pico de gallo. It had everything we love in a meal. They have all sorts of options like vegan, paleo, pescatarian, gluten-free, and more. Menus are posted two weeks in advance so you have plenty of time to choose. Experience chef-quality meals every week delivered right to your door. Go to cookunity.com slash Hartman, the two N's, or enter the code Hartman, the two N's, before checking out for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week 
by using the code Hartman or going to cookunity.com slash Hartman. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Wow, what a day, hey? Dave in Federal Way, Washington. Hey, Dave, what's up? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody that's involved in what happened at the Capitol needs to be held to account, and I'll tell you why. I think we're on a pretty much unstoppable trajectory towards fascism. I said this even before Donald Trump took office, okay, on another show with another host. We are seeing a classic leaderless resistance model in the United States taking place. All right. And rather than belabor the point, okay, in Nazi Germany, how did the Nazis unify everybody? You had to buy into this idea that you were part of a master race. You've known real Nazis. I've known a real Nazi. And here's the thing. On the surface, they seem very reasonable. You know this, Tom, and I know this. Yeah. Okay. They seem very reasonable and, and decent people. But the problem is they have bought into something. That is very, very monolithic, very linear, and all the power flows to the top, all right? And then everyone shares in that. In the case of Nazi Germany, it was a master race. What we have now in the 21st century, I believe, is the emergence of these master uh, political class. It's called, I'm calling it the master political class. And you're seeing these huge parties, like the BJP party in India. You're seeing the United Russia party in Russia, in the Commonwealth of Independent States. And I think America is completely poised for a master class party to emerge. In Donald Trump, we're focused on him, but it is leaderless, you see. Many Trump supporters said during the riot, they said, look, we don't care about Donald Trump. Here's the deal. Pompeo, no one's paying attention to Pompeo. Pompeo has laid the groundwork to where we are almost inevitably going to be fascist. He is way more competent than Trump. What Pompeo is doing with Taiwan, for instance, and and also Kim Jong-un, what Kim Jong-un said in North Korea. Look, North Korea and China have the exact same problem. They have American proxies at their borders. The problem is we, as an agent of those proxies, we are incompetent. We are inept now. All right. So what they're doing is they're turning towards China is going to turn towards more authoritarianism. I'm talking about mainland China. They can't have a two Chinas. They can't have two Chinas. You see, the bulk of the population is on the mainland. They're going to turn more towards corporate fascism. All right. And then that is inevitably going to pull in North Korea. Also, Donald Trump gave Kim Jong-un legitimacy, you see. All right, for the first time, he gave Kim Jong-un the greatest gift ever. No wonder Kim Jong-un is lamenting Trump's troubles, okay? We cannot allow this master political class to emerge, all right? Donald Trump, if he, if he does it... Don't you think it already has? Don't you think that that's what, what Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley were trying to do on, on Wednesday? Yes, and, and Ted Cruz uses Myers-Briggs. 
personality thing when he when he get followers. All right, and, and what he's going to do is he's going to find these people that are are more comfortable just based on their core personalities. They're more comfortable with authoritarianism. Look, you've you've gone over this time and time again, Tom. So I don't need to rehash it. The bottom line is is we have to remember um, we have to um, we have to remember what kind of resistance we are. All right, we are the. Um, we got to look at, and I'm an atheist, so I shouldn't even be saying this. But the bottom line is, we got to look at liberation theology. We've got to stay uh, true to our kairos, who we are. Like all these people that want to uh, um, emulate, like they want to just win, they want to win, they want to get guns, and we got to fight back. Is that who we are? Like a person that is facing a, a, a terminal disease knows this as well as I know this. Okay, you got to, you've got to live your life who you are. You know, you're, yeah, no, you're I, I've got it, Dave. I, I, I've got right. it. You know, and 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 we're starting to go down a rabbit hole here. Jessica in Chicago. Hey, Jessica, what's up? Hi, Tom. Well, let's get the paddy wagon buses ready at the capitals for Trump's terrorists, and let's just um, get the zip ties ready for them. I'm a hundred percent in agreement with everything you've said today, but. The leader of the Proud Boys was arrested when he landed in Washington with high magazines and other weapons. He's in prison right now, but I believe he needs protective custody because I believe when he met with Trump in the secret location at the White House, I think Trump tells him how to pull up the Capitol maps. They all pull up the maps on the AOC.gov, and it shows the Capitol's tunnel systems even. And he has directions. He puts directions online. So Trump is like mafia. Joyce just said that, and I love it. He's like mafia, and he's going to get him killed off. Like Epstein was in prison, and he's killed off. So I believe the Democrats have to protect him. And also, Trump played the music funeral for a friend when his terrorists took off with nooses and handcuffs and guns. And his, his terrorists are live streaming it to his family in the tent while they, pay, they play funeral for a friend for Pence. So no wonder Pence doesn't want to do the 25th Amendment. And also, yeah, Tom... I think Pence is terrified, frankly. Yes. And Tom, you wanted an update on Larry Brock. He stole Posey's um, podium. He's mm-hmm. clean-shaven with his hair dyed blonde, but guess what? His ex-wife turned him into the FBI. Yeah, so, yeah I saw that. It's getting out there. There you go. The southern statues for prison, destroying federal property, yeah. 10 years, looting federal property, 10 years. He, Trump put that law into action because he was so worried yeah. about the southern state statues. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I'm, uh, Jessica, thank you. Um, but again, let's keep in mind, this would not be happening if there wasn't somebody out there, if there wasn't a group of people out there who in exchange for advertising dollars in the media and political power and cash, these Republican politicians, uh, had they not been promoting this conspiracy theory for months now. Morris in Long Beach. Hey, Morris, what's up? All right, my brother, you done made all the observations. Okay, now, what, what would you suggest? Give me some time, Professor. What would you suggest we do from here? Number one, there needs to be enormous both political and social pressure put on the Republican members of Congress who have been backing this, this uh, theory that the election was stolen 
to come out and explicitly say to their followers, the election was free, fair, and, and appropriately decided. Um, people have to regain confidence in our electoral system or all bets are off. The media needs to be doing the same thing. You know, the Washington Post and the New York Times have done a fairly good job of it, but, you know, most Republicans don't even read those publications. The Wall Street Journal needs to do this. Fox News needs to do this. The, the right-wing media needs to uh, do this. And right-wing talk show hosts have to, have to acknowledge um, that this election, you know, actually did go to Joe Biden, that he's appropriately and, and legally the next president of the United States. That's the foundation of the entire thing. The big lie here, you know, Hitler had his big lie about the stab in the back and how, you know, it was the Jews and the communists who, who caused Germany to lose World War I and they surrendered early when they shouldn't have. And it was a complete lie. He completely reinvented the history of World War I. But that big lie got him the chancellorship of Germany and got him into position. Trump's big lie, which he started, by the way, in the weeks before the 2016 election, is that the elections in the United States are rigged. He, he, he's claimed for five years now that three million people voted for Hillary Clinton in, who weren't legal voters. To you, Morris. Okay, my brother, remember the Civil War? That was an insurrection. Nobody yeah. went to jail, right? Now, here's what I would think we might want to do. Uh, we're going to have a trade-off. We're going to calm things down. We're going to trade off. Number one, we're going to, the government's going to buy the fossil fuel industry. We're going to get off the fossil fuels and get rid of the Koch brothers' influence. Renee in Paris, France. Hey, Renee, thanks for watching us on Facebook Live. What's up? I found it rather disturbing that there were so many ex-military involved in the riots at the Capitol last week. One picture comes to mind was the guy with the zip ties who turned out to be a retired lieutenant colonel. Um, I, I'm, right. I'm curious as to, do, do these guys lose their pension? I mean, if they were, were you know, in the military and received a nice pension after 20 years, and then they turn around and attack um, our country. Is is there something that can be done about that, or is this something that they just get their pension regardless? I mean, it seems like we were whipsawed in this whole thing. Right. I don't know, Renee. I'm not that familiar with the law as it as regard to military pensions. I mean, it may be that once they are convicted of a felony, they lose their pension. But on the other hand, maybe it has to be service related. I just don't know the answer to that question. Okay, I was just curious about that. I'm going to keep an eye on this issue and see if anything comes out. But uh, thank you for everything so that you what's, do. Uh, oh, yeah. Renee, do you, uh, do you speak French and are you watching the, the French news? Yes. What is the French media saying about what's going on in the United States right now? Well, it's shocking. Of course, I wouldn't say that France has been pro-Trump. I mean, probably the opposite. But it's just really shocking that this has happened I have a lot of people that I know in Paris here who ask me, you know, how did it ever go this far? And it's hard to explain because they simply don't understand that this has been a buildup for, you know, the past four years. I mean, it's, it's, it's scary. I would say mostly the people I've talked to just really don't understand how it went this far. You know, Trump's first big lie was that Obama wasn't even born in the United States and shouldn't be an, uh, an American president. And then he amplified or, or built on that big lie in 2016 by saying, even though he won the White House, the, the election was rigged and there were three million people who voted who uh, were, you know, undocumented citizen, uh, aliens who voted for, for Hillary Clinton. He continued to amplify that lie over and over and over again for four years, establishing the foundation for his followers and Republicans to believe that the electoral system in the United States doesn't work properly. And so he, I mean, he just primed the pump. He laid the, as you said, he laid the foundation for this. He, 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 he plowed the earth and then, you know, he planted these seeds. 
And, and now, you know, here comes the harvest. And uh, it, it just reminds me of the old saying from Hosea. I think it's the sixth chapter of Hosea. He who sows the wind shall reap the whirlwind. I think the Republican Party is getting that right now. Renee, thank you. Thank you for the report from France. Thank you. Take care. Ruben in uh, Sherman Oaks, California. Hey, Ruben, what's on your mind? Uh, you read the bulletin regarding the FBI that's threatening the Democrats not to do anything against Trump. Otherwise, right. there will be attack on the state capitals. The question is, if the Homeland Security and FBI, with all the money that they get of their budget, they cannot protect these establishments, we should rethink the money they get. I don't think the answer is messing with the budget of the federal police agencies. I think the answer is um, doing a deep dive on, in the personnel of the police agencies, looking for those who have become followers of these bizarre conspiracy theories that lead people to, tradi- to sedition and treason. But, um, but the, and, the point I'm trying to make, uh, <coughs> the, the point I'm trying to make is they're training Democrats not to do anything. So they yes. they want us to, to to say kumbaya and let things just just move on. These yeah, these are all threats. There, yes. and, and all these terrorist groups that they call themselves militia are at the feet of FBI that they haven't dealt with it all these years, and they let them fester and get bigger and bigger and stronger. Yeah, I'm with you, Ruben. And there, there's, uh, there was an interesting debate over the weekend on one of the uh, weekend news shows um, where a, uh, I think it was Frank Figluzzi, the uh, former uh, FBI assistant director, as I recall, high up in the FBI anyway. And he said, there is no domestic terrorism law in the United States. And, and most people say that we shouldn't have one because that would allow the president to designate his political enemies as domestic terrorists. And once you're designated a terrorist, you lose all your rights. It's basically a selective loss of habeas corpus. And, and I agree with him. I don't think we want, to do, we, we want to go down that road. But I guarantee you, if Trump figures out a way to remain president after January 20th, that we will. And had he, we would be going down that road. Um, but, uh, you know, this is but but then you look at what the FBI did with uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King back in the 60s. I mean, exactly. you know, the, wiretapping him, blackmailing him, threatening him. He had an affair. They played the recording for him and said, if you don't commit suicide, we're going to tell your wife the FBI. I mean, you know, the, we don't want that kind of thing going on. But on the other hand, we don't want to cripple our law enforcement agencies. It's a really delicate line. And, and we need good, rational people running these agencies and making solid and rational decisions. Paul in Benton, Pennsylvania. Hey, Paul, what's on your mind? Yeah, I had uh, heard, you know, that QAnon subscriber that got elected to Congress. I think she's from Florida or Georgia. Supposedly, she tweeted Nancy Pelosi's location in the Capitol. Eric Swalwell is is tweeting that she committed a crime. It's uh, Lauren Bobbert, B-O-E-B-E-R-T of Colorado, Republican of Colorado. Okay, there was another one. I think her name is Green, the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, Taylor Green from Georgia. Yeah, I know there was a couple QAnon subscribers that got elected to uh, Congress. But, you know, in in regards to accountability, uh, you probably remember this a few years ago. There was a guy from up uh, your neck of the woods named George Weggers. He was the president of the Bandito's Motorcycle Club. 
And they got him on a wiretap on a phone call saying, you know, I'm paraphrasing here. I told my guys to keep quiet. Don't talk to anybody. If anybody asks you anything, you say nothing. That was enough to get him a RICO indictment. And they busted, I think, something like 60-some banditos across the country, the ATF, the FBI, the DEA. And it's like, why can't they use a RICO statue? I mean, they may well. I mean, there, there are a lot of tools that law enforcement has. But my point is that, you know, we can arrest all the people we want. We can put people in jail. We can. And all that's going to do is validate their belief that this is a deep state left wing takeover of the United States by force. And it's going to oh, make wow. them even more committed to using guns and violence to try to take back the country. And until they realize deep down inside, the absolute certainty until the average Republican acknowledges and realizes deep down inside with absolute certainty that Joe Biden actually won that election. Nothing's going to change. And to get there, you've got to have people like Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley and Lindsey Graham and, and the others come out and publicly say, I was wrong. I was exploiting your concerns. There's got to be a public reckoning, essentially or admission of guilt, as it were. They've, they've got to lay out exactly how this thing happened. These people are not going to be listening to me. They're not going to be listening to you, Paul, or, to, or even to the New York Times or the Washington Post. They're listening to Fox News and to Republican politicians. And Fox News and Republican politicians, they have a choice right now. Are they going to support the United States of America and our electoral system? Or are they going to continue to try and tear it down? That's what it comes down to. Paul, thanks. Thanks for the call. Points well made. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, all into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. It's accessible from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com Hartman with two N's. netsuite.com Hartman. That's netsuite.com slash Hartman. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax the way car buying should be. The Hartman Report is a free daily podcast, seven days a week, and you can find our entire three-hour podcast over at TomHartman.com. Hey, we have a new video for supporters of our program over at TomHartman.com. It's about curing type 1 diabetes, which is a pretty amazing thing. Type 1 diabetes is where the uh, cells in the pancreas that produce insulin are actually destroyed. 
they're gone. Type 1 diabetics, uh, typically it shows up in childhood, and uh, without insulin, people die from it uh, fairly young. Uh, with insulin, they can live a good long life, but uh, a University of Alberta researcher, Dr. James Shapiro, uh, back in 1990, pioneered a transplant uh, system. Now, the problem with that was that people had to use immunosuppressive drugs for the rest of their lives because they had just gotten you know, a partial pancreas transplant from another person. But now uh, he's successfully on mice worked out a way of actually curing type 1 diabetes. We can't do it legally here in the United States, but they're doing it in Canada. It's amazing. You can check it out at TomHartman.com. Welcome back. Wow, what a time we are living through. And the next, the next uh, nine days are going to be so consequential. So consequential. The Attorney General of the District of Columbia, D.C. is not yet a state, although this, uh, the statehood for the District of Columbia needs to be at the top of the Democrats' agenda for Congress this year. They still, nonetheless, have a, an Attorney General. His name is Carl A. Racine, and he was on MSNBC earlier today on Andrea Mitchell's program, and he said that he fully intends to prosecute anyone who incited a riot last Wednesday. So you've got Congressman Mo Brooks, who got up and gave a speech and said, American patriots must start taking down names and kicking ass. You got Rudy Giuliani, who said, you know, if we're right, you know, about, you know, these Democrats stole the election, right? This, the, the big lie. This is the big lie. He said, if we're right, a lot of them will go to jail, so let's have trial by combat. Don Jr. said, you know, called for total war. He said, we have a country to save, and this doesn't help anyone. It should be a message to all the Republicans. And this doesn't help anyone is, you know, they're going to announce that Joe Biden is the winner of the presidency, right? It should be a message to all, this is Don Jr., it should be a message to all the Republicans who have not been willing to actually fight, the people who did nothing to stop the steal. This gathering should send a message to them. This isn't their Republican Party anymore. This is Donald Trump's Republican Party. That was Don Jr., and then Donald Trump himself, he said, we will stop the steal. We're going to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. We're going to the Capitol. We're going to try and give our Republicans, the weak ones, the kind of pride and boldness that they need to take back our country. Nuremberg rally, anybody? Meanwhile, I mentioned last week, Thursday or Friday, the news came out that when the Capitol was, was sieged, there were three to 400 members of Congress and their staff who were pushed into one giant conference room where they were almost shoulder to shoulder. They were so close to each other that they couldn't social distance. And about half the Republicans in the room, according to some reports, refused to wear their face masks. And when some of the elderly Democrats were literally begging them, some of them crying, begging them to put on their face masks because they don't want to get COVID and die, these Republican members of Congress laughed at them. This has been reported from multiple sources. And now, sure enough, one of the people who was apparently in that room, 75-year-old Bonnie Watson Coleman, Democratic Congresswoman, Democratic representative from New Jersey, has tested positive for coronavirus as a result of being jammed into that room. 
She just tweeted, uh, while I'm experiencing mild cold-like symptoms, I remain in good spirits and will continue to work on behalf of my constituents. She's 75 years old. People in their 70s who get COVID have not that one or two or three percent uh, risk of dying, but more like a 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 percent risk of dying, depending on how old they are and what kind of health they're in. Say a prayer for Bonnie Watson Coleman. And Cori Bush, one of the newest progressive members of Congress, is introducing today, or may have already introduced, I haven't been able to scan the Capitol News at the depth that I would like because I've been on the air, but she announced yesterday that today that she was going to, she said, quote, this was a tweet yesterday afternoon, tomorrow I'm introducing my resolution to expel the members of Congress who tried to overturn the election and incite a white supremacist coup attempt that has left people dead. They have violated the 14th Amendment. We can't have unity without accountability. The phone number for Congress, if you would like to share your thoughts on whether the members of Congress who incited this and went along with this scam that the election was stolen should be expelled, the number for Congress, the congressional switchboard, it just gets you to one of the congressional operators and then they will transfer you to whatever member of Congress you want. If you don't know who represents you in the House of Representatives, give them your zip code, they'll tell you. If you do know, you can simply ask for that person. You have two senators and one member of the House. You should call all three of them at the very least. And generally, people in leadership positions in the House and Senate are thought to represent more than just their own district. And you can contact them too. 202-224-3121. The 14th Amendment says very clearly that this cannot stand in section two where they're talking about the right to vote. But when the right to vote in any election for the choice of electors for president and vice president representatives of Congress, blah, de, blah, de, blah, is denied any of the male inhabitants of such state being 21 years of age and citizens of the United States in any way abridged, except, in other words, you can't, you can't stop people from voting, right? That's the first part of it. Except for participation in rebellion or other crime. How is what Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley did not a rebellion? How is what these people were, were promoting not a rebellion? I think these people, these members of Congress, should be expelled. Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley will forever be remembered as this generation's version of John C. Calhoun, the Confederate traitor. But Bonnie Watson Coleman, this is, this is tough stuff. It is being reported, although nobody can confirm it, because A, I, I think Parler might have been taken down by now. They, they were supposed to go down a couple hours ago. But B, this is coming from the Parler account of Team Trump News, that Trump is saying that uh, when Nancy Pelosi reached out to the Joint Chiefs and asked for advice on how to deal with Trump if he tries to start a nuclear war, he said, Nancy Pelosi contacted the Joint Chiefs to request the nuclear codes be kept from me. It appears she committed a seditious act. Her attempts to interfere in my administration are a national security threat. Now, if this is true, if this is what he actually said, he's turning up the volume, he's turning up the heat. And I fully expect that to be the case. I fully expect that we are going to start seeing 
in six days on the, the 17th letter of the alphabet is Q. On January 17th, it's going to be happening all over the country. Trump goes on to say, we are looking, or what might be Trump, we are looking at the various federal criminal statutes we will use to charge Nancy Pelosi. Some of the penalties include up to 20 years in prison and in some cases the death penalty. Really? Meanwhile, Representative Lauren Bobbert, brand new member of Congress from Colorado, Republican from Colorado, twice, she tweeted, today is 1776, during the siege of the Capitol. In other words, she saw it as the revolution, as a good thing. And then she tweeted where Nancy Pelosi was on the floor of the House of Representatives to these people. And then after the speaker left, she tweeted, the speaker has been removed from the chambers. Live tweeting to wannabe lynchers and murderers and seditionists and traitors, the location of our political leaders. I can't imagine anything worse than that. Well, I, actually, I can. That's pretty bad. Bob in Middletown, New York. You got the last minute, Bob. What's up? Seditious conspiracy versus incitement of insurrection for the article of impeachment. Well, you could have both, but uh, they chose to go with incitement of insurrection because they were the victims of it, I believe. I've seen an op-ed by Clark D. Cunningham in Politico over the weekend. He's making the argument it's easier to convict and make the case for seditious conspiracy, which also has twice as much uh, penalty. It would be easier, and, and they wouldn't be able to wiggle out of the charge of incitement of insurrection. Letitia James was pushing for this also. Yeah, it, you know... We can Monday morning quarterback the House of Representatives all day long, but they've done what they've done. And I think it's really important that people call the representatives at 202-224-3121 and weigh in, because I guarantee that's happening. You know, right-wing radio stations all over the country are asking their listeners to call in right now, too. 202-224-3121. Get out there, get active, tag your it. We will see you tomorrow, same time, same place, as uh, you know, the, the attempted uh, survival of our American republic continues. You've been listening to Tom Hartman. For audio and video archives, visit TomHartman.com. 